Tell them you never know. Today's episode is brought to you by OnlySteves.com. OnlySteves.com is the only place to get exclusive content from Mike, like the YNK Podcast Plus, where we release two exclusive episodes every month. Or Music Premium, where Mike releases two never-heard-before exclusive songs every month. So head on over to OnlySteves.com today and check it out. Well, we got my boy Logan Allen here. Uh, this is one of our first guests in a while, right, Kilmer? We haven't had a guest in a minute. Yeah, since uh, probably, um, yeah, Kirk, probably. Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. They just lost last night. You see that? Yeah, that was tough. You really hate to so see it. Bad. You do hate, hate to see it. it. Yeah. What uh? What the fuck happened? Did they lose some guys along the way, or did they just? Ever? Yeah. Did you see that? Since D, they were eight and two with D Hop, and then after that, it was like yeah, that makes sense. Like one and three and six or something like that. It was something something stupid. Graham, you're you're buddies with him, right? Are you fairly? He's a good dude. Yeah. Everybody, Are you a golfer? Yes. Yes. Everybody loves. Everybody says good things about Kirk too. Yeah. By the way, Christian Kirk him. was a sweetheart. I mean, I hadn't. I had just seen him like you know. You know the conversations you have when you're out fucking old town, especially me. I'm like, uh, you know, a lot of substance in those. A lot conversations. of. I'm sure they're, they're probably pretty substance filled, to be honest. But I not this, I can't recall them. But I remember <laughs> talking to him and uh, and just thinking he was a, he was a really nice guy. And then he came. He was just like so humble and nice guy. Mm-hmm. Right, have you are you familiar with him? Have you met him? I've never met him. I just you hear about him out all the time, especially through Graham and stuff too. Yeah. Everybody says nothing but nice things about him. This uh, your Arizona vibe out here are you are you have you been coming out here have you been living out here for a while in, in the off seasons or? yeah so i've been uh i've been here every spring training since 2016 after okay. i got drafted and i was traded to san diego mm-hmm. and then i officially moved move here right after like the covid shutdown when covid shut mm-hmm. down kind of happened the end of spring training 2020 when i was like yeah or yeah very beginning of march when they shut us all down like oh you gotta go home yep i uh I couldn't go back to North Carolina where I'm from because, you know, I have a handicapped brother, 24-hour nursing. Like, oh, wow. So if I went home and I need to obviously stay ready to train, like, with this new COVID and everything that was around, I couldn't, like, yeah, I couldn't, like, really leave the house. I can't expose my, you know, my brother because, right. you know, high risk and all that. So wow. I stayed out here with, with Molly's family at, right off, of, like, Shay and the 101. Shout out Molly in the building. Yeah, seriously. The Chandlers really took care of me. It was unbelievable wow. so like i just i had only known arizona as far as peoria was where the spring training was and i was like oh okay this is like nice yeah. i know scottsdale because of the mall and bottle blonde like i still like, really does fuck it's a, it's, it's an, unbelievable it's a really dope so when place. i got to see like the neighborhoods the different areas yeah. like the golf all this stuff i was like you know this place is sick and the weather's awesome so when we mm-hmm. we went to play our 60 game covid season in cleveland which was miserable uh, yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit. Yeah, All I right. wound up coming back that right in the, like that off season, and I bought a place here. And I was yeah. like, you know, what better place to be in the off season for training, weather, golf, and half the teams have spring training out here too. So mm-hmm. it's like instead of moving three places in a year, like you got to move everywhere right. through the year. Yeah, like I was going from you know North Carolina to see the family, going to Tampa where I used to train, out here for spring training whatever affiliate or whatever team like team you're playing for and then you kind of would repeat now it's like i go from arizona you know i see the family over christmas stuff but i go from arizona to cleveland cleveland back here so it kind of limits a lot of that you know moving stress the the different you kind of feel more grounded i guess yeah best way absolutely to put it. it's also just got like it's obviously a baseball haven but it has that it just has that that balance of like 
nice things, but also like nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a there's a really cool nature element here that, you know, I don't know. I don't really have a pulse on the baseball guys much. Like, are you a nature guy? Are you are you into that kind of thing? I like, am, but I like, wasn't into like coming from Asheville, North Carolina. Like, I'm in the mountains. Like, it's, yeah, it's beautiful it's there. Huge, yeah, it's gorgeous. Huge brewery is that town. Boone? Like, is it's that right near Boone, about an hour. Near Boone, so about Boone's an hour right up Boone? the mountain. Uh, Boone's because Boone's where App State is. So we used to had a little shorty up in Boone at one point. Everybody loves Boone. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's, really why I fell in love with the mountains. Oh my god, her mountains. Uh, her mountains, yeah. Her mountains, <laughs> yeah. but also just the mountains in general. Uh, just the aesthetic, you know? Boone was, it's freezing up What there. is it, App State? Appalachian State. So you know I went to Duke, played baseball yes. there. Yes. Um, and uh, North Carolina, man. That's where you're born and raised, right? Born in West, I was born in West Palm, but okay. I was raised in Asheville. So we moved to Asheville when I was like two, three years old. My parents just liked the mountains. And yeah. I was there so long, I was like, okay, it's just the mountains. And then right. seeing the Arizona, like... These are different styles, too. Different, like, but it was like, vibes. it just intrigued me. Like, mm -hmm. it was like, now I've seen kind of like everything. And it's a good word about nature. It's just intriguing. It's just different. Spent a lot of my mornings just looking out into the abyss, just staring at the mountains. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, North Carolina, that's what I wanted to touch on. I feel like it's a really, it's a dope place. I mean, everyone has a small view of where they grow up, you know? Mm -hmm. But I, I felt like when I went to North Carolina, it was my first time from the Northeast. So, like, people are a certain way, you know? And it's just cold weather. It just makes you gritty and like kind of me against you. And and um, went to North, you know, went to Duke and and uh, I kind of that was like really the first time my eyes got open to like new places, new vibes of people, you know. Um, and, and I fucking love the South. Like my parents, I'm gonna get my parent. My mom wants to have like a little ranch with like a fucking horse, and you know. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this because that spoils the surprise. But uh, I wanna I wanna put them out in North Carolina. I love it. Do you still have that feeling when you go home? Is it? I yeah, mean, obviously it's home. It's home, so it's like it, it. But it the way it's changed. It's it's changed as far as the people and um, like some places when people move, like a lot more people come. Like it changes kind of that you know the vibe when you're home. Like right. when I go home, the, it, everything still vibes the same to me. It's just more people different out like i mean now it's such a brewery town and stuff like that so it was a very small town vibe where you grew up it was it was a small big town that makes sense like yeah, it has a lot sense. of people but it felt like the smallest town like yeah it really did like everybody knew everybody all the high schools and stuff were so close so it was like you know your rival high school was like you could have gone there because you right. live, still live close enough to it it right. was uh it, it it definitely has that small town vibe and like that still hasn't changed like mm -hmm. It's, I love going home. It's just a place that when I'm there, like, I get tired of being there yeah. too long. Just because it's, it's just, it sounds like bad. Like, I hate telling my mom, God, I hate being in Asheville. I don't hate Asheville. Yeah, like, yeah, I love yeah. Asheville. It's just like, no, I've, I can so totally different. relate. I can totally and, like, relate. my mom and dad are at that point. Like, they want to, they want to get another place in like Florida and, you know, kind of have both. Like, they just mm -hmm. want somewhere, you know, different. They're like, oh, we love the mountains, but like the beach. Like, we're beach people, we're water people. And I'm like, they spend most of their time. Most of your parents spend most of their time. Yeah, they're in normally Carolina. in Asheville. Yeah, just because we have the my brother and the and nursing and stuff. They kind of right. have to monitor all that stuff. How like, old is your brother? So my brother is thirty four years old. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's uh, severely handicapped. Twenty four mm -hmm. hour nursing, like I said, but wow. wasn't born with it or anything like that. Just really, uh, yeah. He was so two, just developed. Yeah, he was two years old, and uh, you know the way my parents describe it is like capillaries in his brainstem like you know kind of imploded exploded causing like a brain wow. aneurysm 
and was in a coma for over a year. Like, wow. Yeah. Over this was a year. before you were born. This was way, like 10 years before I was born. So it was more of a, you know, like he was fine. Like he was like about to say his first words, two wow. years old, and then was in a coma for a long time. So my dad, uh, uh, you know, dad went bankrupt, like keeping him in there. And mm-hmm. they were like, you know, like, yeah, you guys, you got to, start thinking about like your options here mm-hmm. with philip because you know you've been here for a year like you know we're keep, this machine is keeping him alive you know my dad said he went to uh said he went to a funeral home to like look into caskets i mean this stuff's dark but like he yeah, went no, to look I mean, into caskets and he like opened one up and he just said like he had chills down his spine he couldn't do it shuts it goes goes back to the hospital mm-hmm. two days later philip wakes up like he just wow. couldn't bring himself to it and he was like you know the chills i got you know, the the feeling I felt like I just, and it was right there. I mean, he damn near went bankrupt. And my dad played professional hockey. My dad played, like, my dad's 70 years old. So he played back when, mm-hmm. you know, my dad got his ass kicked. Like, he just got, like, nothing left. But mm. he, you know, he played hockey, successful businessman, like, mm-hmm. and he was willing to lose everything to keep him, like, you know, it was kind of a situation where the ventilators, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Like, yeah. is there any, like, you don't know. Yeah. So like the, you know when it's fucking gnarly it's terrifying from perspective but it was definitely terrifying but yeah he uh, he's he's doing a lot better now I mean we don't you know we never know how much time we have left with him he has mm-hmm. some scares here and there he had one this season with some some bleeding in his lungs lung disease kind of stuff but dude, this is why this, a, these conversations are so dope because to the fans or or just you know consumers of sports mm-hmm. like they forget this element of these guys running around in uniforms it's just these numbers and these like assets to their yes. team, you know, like, yeah. oh, fuck him. He's not, you know what I mean? Meanwhile, like you're worried about your brother surviving and, you know, there's just these human elements, I think, got lost in the shuffle a bit, yeah. um, especially with sports and sports media yeah. and what gets clicks and what's talked about, you know? Yeah, and that's one thing, like, I kind of learned. I was, I'm always such a people pleaser, man. Like, I always want to make, you know, uh, I'm always, t- I'm too nice is what I'm, yeah. the best way I had to describe it. So like, you know, this year, you know, I was struggling quite a bit, got sent down. I'm like, ah, like, you know, like mm-hmm. this, this sucks. Then this stuff happens to Philip, And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I got to go home. Like, like, we don't know what's going to happen, this and that. I get a call from the team like, hey, sorry, what's going on? But uh, we're calling you back up. And I'm like, okay, like, like, can you pitch through this? And I'm like, yeah. So I got, went the next day and pitched in Tampa and didn't do didn't do great but yeah um I mean, you know i had to start realizing like that was kind of a turning point for me where i kind of had to say like you know screw all these people because it was like no one realizes what i'm doing with them back not right. even you know the the you know ownership of the team some people knew but i wasn't telling any of the nobody really knew mm-hmm. and it's just like that those kind of things people don't ever realize what anybody's going through in sports. It really, it and that's really, why you see so many mental you know, if, if these people that it really bothers, they don't have a routine. Because you're programmed to bury it as an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know what bury I mean? Everything. Like, obviously, just as a competitor yourself, like you have a negative energy and not being fully invested in the moment and what you're doing on the field is very detrimental to your game, you know? So you, you bury it because it's like, this is it's a survival, like fight or flight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you bury these things and, and move forward. And... It's just, there's, obviously that's very harmful. You know what I mean? It's super harmful to somebody's being in general if you're not addressing and living with what's going on and being 
you know, balanced and present in the moment of your mm -hmm. life, you know, and it's hard to weigh the pros and cons of like, you know, is it taking away from, you know, these life, these life events that could really take you out of your vibe as an athlete. And people don't understand, like, yeah. I really don't think people understand the level of mental energy that's spent to be a baseball player or, or any athlete in general. That, you know, it's obviously equated to physical capabilities and talents and skills, going back to this idea of just like, kind of assuming things about athletes. And if you've never played at that level and at that demand and when your whole family's riding on it and your whole future's riding on it, you know, and, and rising to the occasion, especially when in the, as things in your life off the camera or off the field are, are hard, you right. know? It's extremely, extremely challenging to be yourself, to be the guy that you even feel like you can be, you yeah. know, or you are. Yeah, and that, it's even like the little things, like that's a big thing. Like, you know, yeah. my brother being in such a terrible circumstance, like he pulled out, everything went great, like didn't actually wind up having to, to leave because, right. you know, that, you know, having to leave midseason can change a lot of things mm -hmm. for one, your career contract, because as much as the owners do take care of you, it's, it's you know, it's, a it's still a business. It's, yeah. a, it's a business. So, um, but it, the, people don't realize that the littlest things, like, you know, it's still a real thing. There's major league baseball players that cannot stand playing in front of their family. Like if mm. your family's, if like, if, if my family's there, like, you know, like I don't, I leave the tickets. I usually leave them under Molly or somebody else. And yeah. I don't want to know if they're in the suite. They don't know sitting, where they are. I don't want to know where they're at. <laughs> I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Just, that's and there's that, a lot of guys that are like that. Like even yeah. that kind of thing, like you're, you're, you're walking off the field or walking onto the field and you just, you know, my mom's got bl bright platinum blonde hair mm -hmm. and is all glittered out, she's blinged hard, out. She's, she's hard to miss. She's so hard to miss. I think everybody can agree <laughs> with that. She is decked out in Chanel and all this. I mean, twenty. I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So like, I, I don't. You don't miss her. Just so it's like you don't walk the fucking bleachers. Could, oh my, throw her in the upper deck, and I still miss you. <laughs> it's just like you know, you catch that on there, and that can just get that can yeah. get you out of rhythm, and it's that that's just me. For, but some people are like that with, you know, if their their dad was harder on them growing up when it came to sports or Absolutely. whatever it is. So it's like no, that's a great point. There's just so many. I find it I've, I find it hard to sympathize with the sports fans and sport. I give sports fans and sports media a hard time a lot of times on here. Because I'm obviously, you know, homies with the athletes and I've, I've been in those shoes before. And I just find it so hard to believe that you can't understand. Because everyone's human. Every single person. Like, there's a general conversation about empathy that we have all the time. Just understanding, like, the people you walk by, like, cut the guy that cuts you off. Or the guy that runs by and cuts you off. He's probably in a rush. Probably something happening, you know. Who knows what these people have experienced. And on that level with athletes, it's just like... It's hard for me to, to, to get on board with people treating athletes as they do. And I understand it's the, it's the you're getting $10 million, man, suck it up. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, bro, I have a hard time. I have no fucking reason to. Some days you just have a hard time getting up out of bed. You know what I mean? Some days there's, you know, like you said, these minor things that, that I'm not able to be myself and be as creative as I want to be, you know, and I can, and really those ebbs and flows of life what I'm saying is they're natural to being human. That's what being human is about. And it's hard for me to sympathize with fans and other human beings that are kind of putting people under a microscope just because they're good at a sport. Mm -hmm. They've dedicated their life to being good at a sport, you know? They still ha are living their life. They're still having a human experience. And it's, it's kind of one of the undertones of this conversation in general. Like when I have athletes on, I love to shine a light on it, just the human aspect. Obviously, your brother, there's probably so much... There's obviously, you could talk about this forever, but when I first hear that, the first place my mind goes is 
the perspective that gives you, you know, oh growing God. up. How old? He was 10 years older than you? He is 10 years older than me. So, yeah. So, when it happened, he was he was two years old. So, I wasn't even, like, in yeah. the conversation yet. Right, and It's right. like, even that put it, puts things in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm 24 now. Like, the, fact, young the fact that yeah, the fact that he's here, like, at all is, like, mm-hmm. you know, just a blessing. blessing so, I'm grateful yeah. for every day. But every day that growing up around him and my family and even the negative stuff, like, people don't, you, like, oh, yeah. going home is home, right? But, mm-hmm. like. What people don't understand is going home is, you know, the the nursing alarms at night, the sound of a ventilator, the sound of, you know, the nurses yeah, running around, traumatic. people freaking out. Like, you know, I've been there when he's, you know, something's gone wrong and I hear, you know, you hear sirens in the middle of the night, go downstairs and he's getting ambu bagged with his trach and stuff. And you're like, That's you know, home is home, traumatic. but like it's... Yeah. And it's like associated with that. It is, but it put, but even though it's like, that's why I always... You never want to say it like when I was doing stuff for my foundation. It's like I wish people got to, I don't wish people got to have my circumstance on anybody. I wish people all could feel the perspective mm-hmm. and what it did for me mm-hmm. for that for for this like my experience, what it did to me personally. I wish everybody could could feel this because it changes uh, yeah. how you go about your your mm-hmm. life as an athlete, as a businessman, to the point where like yeah, it it, it just. It makes you more present in the fact that baseball is not who I am. It's just what it's my job. It's just what I do. It's It's interesting. It's a really good point. It's like the negative stuff of it, perspective-wise, molded me just as much or more than you know the positive stuff and like teaching love and caring and you know that's the whole reason I have foundation and all the little little things I do. What's your foundation? uh, What's the basis of it? The basis of it is to help with uh, special needs families and stuff with in-home health care. That's more the, the route I'm, I'm trying, trying to stay Obviously, on. Obviously, that's a real purpose for you it's as well. Just, yeah, we have in-home health care, and I'm lucky my, my family's been able to you know, afford it and have the best insurance and stuff for them. But mm-hmm. you, know, you wouldn't imagine the families that, like, even the amount of money like, we have to put every month with insurance to you know, medical supplies, formula, whatever. Life is fucking hard, and you're able. When you're able-bodied, exactly. able-minded. So that There's just so just, many people out here that aren't yeah. able-bodied or able-minded mm-hmm. or, or are shy on resources or lacking in some way, you know, and it's, again, that general empathy of, fuck, man, this is a, that's part of the human experience, these struggles. Mm-hmm. That's really, really interesting to grow up in a home, you know, grow up in a home where, you know, you're, that's more or less the norm. That's your normal. Yeah, you know? that like, was my normal. came into that experience. And, and we didn't have nurses until I was probably, you know, 12 or 13 is when we first started having nurses because he had an incident, lung collapse, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Put a pacemaker in at Duke. They had to fly him in a helicopter to Duke. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget just sitting. I was sitting on his bed right where they took him away. And I I sat there for 10 hours till my travel ball coach came and picked me up in the morning because my mm-hmm. family was over there. You were, what, 12 years old? 12, 13, yeah, 11, these- 12 years old. And uh, I just, like, never forget. I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, what's going to happen? You know, everything was fine. He pulled through. We start having nurses. But, like, this... You know, it, it just it, it put it in perspective of, of the bad things too for me. Even then, like okay, like finding the positives and things. Like even as a little kid, like you're finding out more and more and more and more. It's an accelerated maturing process, to say the least. Oh my God, yeah. Like as a kid, think about it. You're not like, uh, you know, my childhood. I had I was I was free of any of those types of traumas, and it's mm-hmm. just like think, kid, as a kid, you're just so naive or. Not even naive. It's just you're not you're not privy you're to just, you just don't health know. issues. Yeah, and, like, you know you what I mean. Yeah, you don't know a lot. And about to introduce it. that to you as this is a part of life 
at such an early phase. I mean, it's such an accelerated, maturing process. Yeah, I mean, that, I think the thing for me was like just growing up, being around it. Like I had to answer questions as a twelve-year-old, like uh, thirteen, sixteen, whatever. That you know, most people wouldn't want to you know be comfortable answering. I mean, we would go in the grocery store when I was younger, and I used to hate like we, when we could wheel Philip around when he was a little mm-hmm. healthier and. People, the looks, the points, like, mommy, what's wrong with this kid? Like, mm. what's wrong with him? And it was the part of the whole reason I did what I did is I wanted to, like, shine a light on, like, mm. people in my circumstance. And, like, you know, there's ways to bring a lot of positivity out of this. Like, you know, when I first launched the foundation, like, my whole thing growing up was people like, what's wrong with him? Or what's his handicap? And I just said, I would say, what handicap? That's all I would say. Mm. What handicap? Like, that's, that's my big brother. Like, that's mm. all I would, that's how my par- parents taught me growing up and everything. Love so that. the first thing I did with the foundation, because we couldn't do events, COVID, all that, just did T-shirts said "What handicap on it?" and and I instead of I love that. picking where I did it, I just put the Miracle League of, like the the Miracle League company as like this is where the, the proceeds are going to go. We're actually donating to that here in the next few weeks. But I have to donate. Well, I did we it. should we should make a we should plug that that donation. But so it's not a few weeks so, left. You said yeah. Well, we we did we finished the the t-shirt sales and stuff. So that's getting put into my foundation because it took so long to get like the five hundred one c three stuff. Oh, yeah. Like that is a that's a real thing. Yeah, it took like almost a year and like you know you have everything done with it and stuff. So they're the company that we partnered with did the t-shirts. The proceeds are going to my foundation. I'm donating to the Miracle League because the Miracle League was my first like real taste of like you know, giving back to the community. I did it every Saturday in high school. Like when I went to high school, it was every Saturday, the entire school year. Even when we had baseball, like I would, I would have to uh, punish, punishment conditioning because like missing practice. I still went. Love I that. didn't care. I went and it was kind of like uh, I felt closer to my brother by going and volunteering at these That's things. Really it was That's the first cool. thing I did. So I was like, all right, the first, you know, proceeds will go here. And then we'll start working with events for, you know, mm families and but still you know working with the miracle league and stuff as well it was more of a like it made me feel closer to my brother when i wasn't there especially because philip you know can't walk can't talk like like i've never heard philip say anything yeah wow. trick like it puts it that puts a lot in perspective like i would give up every dollar really I playing professional baseball right now if you told me doing that i could hear him say one one word i don't mean like hey steve I don't mean like. Steve's coming over to console I you. I know. <laughs> Therapy dog. God, you stop. That's right, Mr. Steve. It's okay. Steve needs a business card. He'd have like everything on it. He's the, the CEO. We're all just the employees. Tenured vet. Since the dawn of time, men have always loved to chug beer. In the old times of Bavaria, the men of Germany would spend their Oktoberfest drinking out of a festive beer stein. In the 1980s, fraternity brothers all over America spent their Greek week pounding beer out of a funnel. And for the last four decades, the world went silent. Then came the Chug Bud, the new revolutionary way to chug a beer. With the combination of a beer bong and a shotgun, this drinking device is scientifically proven to help you chug your beer quickly and easily. Oh, and did I mention it fits in your pocket? Go to ChugBuds.com and use promo code YNK69 to get 10% off your entire order. That's ChugBuds, C-H-U-G-B-U-D-S dot com and promo code Y-N-K-69 to get 10% off your entire order. ChugBud, your beard just got a new best friend. But yeah, like, it just puts, that puts it into perspective for me. So like, you know, the fact that he'll never, Philip would never be able to really, without help and 
to really be a part of Miracle League. It'd be difficult to have him be a part of the Miracle League. And mm -hmm. like me doing that and especially being, you know, in Florida for my last two years of high school. So that was like, I was far from my parents. I was away from Philip. Like I never say bye, I hate leaving him. So I, I never say bye to him. I never, because uh, I don't like that. And he just gives me the face. Like I, like for some reason, him and I's like vibe is just different. Yeah. Like you can ask like anybody, Mom, like it's just different. Yeah. He just lights it's up. brotherly and, bond. It doesn't matter. And it's, it's, it's just different. So it's like, you know, there was always some things I did and how I handled it. And it was like it just it made everything that i was doing for the community that much more like it's really cool close to me because you know people have they're like oh you know that foundation's awesome but no not many people know why mm -hmm. like they know like what it's for yeah i didn't they know, know that a, about i know you. it's a great i cause. thought you were okay now i think you're a lot cooler <laughs> well thank you but uh, um, but yeah man that's really fucking cool and it's really special i mean it's uh it's hard to rationalize you know, we, I know you know I'm a big positive thinker and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, a lot of times I think about it and I'm like, I never think I'm there or I've, I've made a lot of growth in that direction, but I think about it a lot when I drive by and I see people, you know, in a wheelchair or struggling and the things I see in day-to-day -day life and I'm just like, how easy would it be for me to think positively and be on this, you know, enlightened path that I'm that I'm walking towards, you know, if if I had a real, you know, if I had a real everyday reminder trauma, you know, mm. or everyday reminder, you know, lack, lack, you know, lacking the mobility to be able to stand up. I mean, I play beer pong and make songs and I can barely get out of bed some days with my fucking <laughs> oh, back. My God. So I'm probably on that path. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things I think about, and it's it's uh, as much as it's so unbelievably etched in your being, which is which is a real, it's a gift. You know what I mean? It's like a gift Absolutely. from him to you, like the gift that he mm -hmm. gave you of your perspective being that. It's just so mature, and, and like you know, it's like anything. How, how do you how do you gain? You have to have experience. Call it experiential wisdom, like. Mm -hmm. You go through these things and then you walk with those things as you move forward. And, you know, as, as terrible as it is, it's, it's, it's one of those things that he's given you the greatest gift. Like, you, you have a more enlightened experience See, at a younger at, age. You look at it that way. Like, mm -hmm. you have that. That's one thing that I love about you is how, like, your positivity yeah. about it. Like, a lot of people don't look at things that way. And it's not that it's like, oh, like, how could it? It's like, it's almost like sad because if they could, it's just a little... It's a switch. perspective like, switch. It's just a yeah. little switch, but yeah. it's also like, you know, it's really hard to even like, you know, I have that perspective. It's how I, there's still times that like, yeah, you know, I just, Stan just took me way back, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, God, you're angry and you're pissed, but then that little switch from your perspective will mm -hmm. click in and then like everything, the, you know, the anger, everything just kind of yeah. dissipates, it goes away. So but for some people, it's like, oh, like why, like, whether it is God, whatever, like, why mm -hmm. would you do this to me? That creates more problems in itself it rather than, like... It's not an answer you're going to be able to find, you know what I mean? And anywhere. You have to make that choice. What, what is it going to be? Are you going to let it poison your, your existence or not or, let, or fulfill it? Plant exactly. the seeds to more things, you know? And it's easier said than done, you know? But when you think about your parents and what they've gone through and talk about your dad and the sacrifices, even all those things all those things that you got to see front row, just like what life is really about. Doesn't, you know, you obtain things and it's all like, we're kind of in a, 
culture where it's all about acquiring things. Like, I got that, I did this. You know, you said something earlier about, you know, not being, you, you are who you are. It's not, it's what you do, it's not who you are. You think, you sit down with somebody, what's really one of the first questions? Like, what do you do? You know, yeah. it's like that. It's like That's automa- why athletes have a hard time answering that question, though. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you do, too. Like, you go into a, I mean, like, like when you go into a, I don't know, you go into a coffee shop, you're sitting there by yourself reading a book. <laughs> I usually lie. Yeah, what? Well, exactly. Sports media. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> They're like, oh, I don't want to talk to this guy. I'm not going to leave him alone. On, can't comment on that. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like, still, like, every, it's the same with me, like, and yeah. a lot of baseball guys, like if I'm at a coffee shop and someone comes up, or like sitting next to someone, oh, catch a conversation, like, oh, look, what do you do? Yeah. That, it goes in your head like, God, do I really want to open this can of worms up? Because yeah, yeah, the yeah. second you say it, it's like on the off chance, you know, he's a, a, a baseball fan or something like that. Then, yeah. you know, you're answering questions about what you do, like what you do, and they instantly think it's who you are. Right. The second they, you answer that question and say, you know, I'm a, I'm a recording artist. Mm-hmm. They think that's who you are. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it's helped mold you to the person you are, but yeah. that's just not a part. It's just, just a part. It's just an aspect. Yeah. It's just a little aspect of like mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. It's not the entire picture. But right. random people that, you know, ask, oh, I'm a baseball player. Right. Immediately, their persona and view of me is like, that's what I am. Like, I am just a baseball player. Mm-hmm. That's where the being present and mindset and everything all comes around full circle. Now, were you um, segueing into your young, like young career uh, and just as, as you were growing up in Asheville, you're obviously noticeably probably one of the best or the best guy or one of the better player, better athletes in the town um, at a young age where, uh, because of how, you know, your circumstances with Philip and, and just seeing your home experience, were you, have you always kind of had a, a mindfulness effort at a young age? When we, like, obviously, I, I talk with athletes a lot about this. There's a lot of pro guys that have no mind, mindfulness, really. They're just, you know, wired to, to perform at a high level. But I try to shine a light on how important the mental aspect of a game like baseball, where it's driven, it's failure, you know, it's failure. A majority of the time you're failing, you know, it's a struggle, Seven it's a grind. Um, there's a men- really, really, really pivotal mental aspect to it. Um, and, you know, I just asked this question because I know how I was as a young, as a high school baseball player. I mean, I was literally just thinking about fucking hitting home runs, getting strikeouts. and Yeah, but like hooking that's... Up, hooking up with the babes. Yeah, but, that's, <laughs> but also that's normal. Like people don't realize like when you're younger and like... Yeah. So you said like being the best of the town. Like I was one of the better players in town, but I wasn't like the guy of the town i wasn't Mm-mm. you know i cameron maven came from my hometown yep. cam, cam was the man like you know like you yeah. said he just retired actually big shout out to cam but you know had a long career he was like the first guy to really like be like in our around our age it was like yeah you want to be like camp mm-hmm. guy you're older than me was first round pick with the with the braves and so he, he retired and he's only a year older than no, you? no 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 this other uh, cam's god i think cam's, cam's older cam's he's like way older he's like he's in his mid-30s mid-30s i yeah. believe he's in yeah and uh this other uh, guy I played up growing with, one of my best friends, like, you know, he was a year older than me, but, like, he was, like, the next He was the guy, thing. yeah. He's the dog. So, like, I was still a big part of that, just a year younger, yeah. but, like, you know, sometimes I was kind of, you know, forgotten in, like, the town, which didn't matter to anything to me. If anything, it motivated me more it definitely being does. in a small town. But, like, you know, being 
you you don't realize the mental stuff you're doing when you're playing when you're younger and then like looking back now i'm like you know i was kind of like manifesting success when i didn't even realize i feel the exact same way because you're sitting there like you're like getting ready to play travel ball like you're 12 years old and you're like you're on deck and all you're like you're you're excited for the game you're going to the field like seeing that home run Mm -hmm. that you're going to hit or seeing how you're going to pitch but back then, like, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just excited to get to the game. But yeah. that, like, those thoughts are running through your head. You know, now it's to the point where, like, you know, I'm, try- I'm focusing on those, like, that manifesting meditation, like, seeing things before it happens. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until this past, you know, this past spring training that, like, when I really dove into the, you know, focusing and making that a part of my routine mm-hmm. that, like, I realized, like, I did this when I was little when I had baseball that same was realization. Fun. then like when i when times got tough and i was like oh it sucks and then i started doing it and things started getting better i'm like if i had kept the same mindset like learned that when i was like 12 13 years old like i wouldn't have had to go like it's all part of your growth right? right but like it was like i did it when i was younger you get away from it because like it's normal your mind wanders yep. things happen things change yep. you know you think you, you don't even know like back then i didn't even know what i was doing right and it just worked out that way yeah and I think that's a lot of athletes, and then I think that's a lot of that's a lot of fucking people. People in general, like, I think I think I think we call it growing up, or like growing down. You know what I mean? Like I literally feel like kids haven't fucking figured out being able to. You said something when baseball was fun again. You know, when back when baseball yeah. was fun. You know, and and there there's there's a reality to it. Like there's a reality to hey, like more or less, my fucking livelihood rides on to a certain extent. You know. Mm-hmm. My livelihood rides on my performance. Think about all the things that you could give your family, your friends, and so much is tied to your performance. It's obviously very hard to keep it just as fun as when it didn't mean anything. You could go home and mom gave you a fucking hot dog and you went, yeah, you, whatever you, the fuck oh. you did after a game. You know what I mean? Like, God. there's a whole other element that's introduced. And I try to remind myself something I write in my journal every day is just like, you know, I'm a joyful person. I laugh, smile every day. Like, I found myself, you know, I look back, I would talk to my mom when I was home, just like I was like a really goofy kid, always joking and laughing. Yeah. And, and somewhere along the line of growing up, you know, like you kind of lose that and it becomes a lot more transactional. Like even being in the content game, like it's a weird balance because like, we're living life, and, and you know our content. Like, yeah. that's the content. Like, I don't do posed content in any it's way. It's not so, shit. So half the time, I'm like, oh, someone catch this. Film this. Regret. And it's like, we're probably do, we probably do the best at this or really well in regards to just, like, living life and not living for creating content. But it's like this balance. Like, I want to just fucking live and be here in this moment, and that's it. Like, right. that's what being yeah. alive is about, Right. you know? Now, hopefully, he's over there not too drunk to fucking whip out his fucking phone and film it. You know what I mean? But it's, it's that element of, like, you know, I try to remind myself making music. Like, yeah, you know, this is how I make money and shit. It's, it's a fucking job. But when I, when I brought it back into my room, like, I'll show you the studio. Right. I brought it into my fucking room. I used to go to big studios and this and that. How much more fun was it? It just became fun again. Yeah. And, and the pressures of, you know it all kind of went by the wayside a little bit. It was just like, I'm going to have fun creating this. If it so happens to be a good song and it becomes monetary, you know, great. If not, fuck it. You know what I mean? But I'm doing what I want to do, you know? And, 
And that's what I challenge you and, and I challenge all athletes or really anyone with whatever they're doing, you know, like this is a game you fucking loved, you know, and you still do love, obviously, you know, you're playing it and you're devoting so much of your existence to it. So it's this balance of like, I just feel like your rewards, yes, you put the work in, you know, there's work, there's a work aspect mm -hmm. to it. You show up on time, you fucking do your workouts, you do everything you're supposed to do. But the challenge is to when you go out on the, in between the lines, like how much fun can you have? You know what I mean? Because you've done all the work, it's no longer work. It's just time to be, you know, like mm -hmm. you're just a human being, you be you, be you, go do what you do, you know what I mean? And I had this conversation with Marcus a few years, it was like three years ago. And it was like kind of a breakthrough conversation. It's just like, he kind of realized like he, he let a lot of people, you know, the, he, he yeah. takes the fuel, he loves that. Yeah. But there's one thing channeling that and it's another thing to like, let, let it, it get to you. Yeah, and just kind of like let it almost be more important than what you're actually there mm -hmm. to do. You know and what I mean? Same issue. And yeah. It's, it's, it's like we resonate on that point of like, you know, I'm, when I said when baseball was fun, baseball is, is still fun to me now. Mm -hmm. But from the time of, you know, June 18th, 2019, at Major League debut, mm -hmm. and uh, just before spring training of this year, Baseball wasn't that fun for me. Mm -hmm. it, it became it became a business, a Fucking real serious. business, and it became a real business really quick. Mm -hmm. And it was when I figured out, like you know, yes, I put in the work, like work out, like all that stuff. But that was like the thing I, I used to think that's all I have to do, mm -hmm. prepare and all this stuff. Yeah. Then when I tapped into this whole side of you know, like the the manifesting and like the kind of replaying it through my head before it happened. So did that happen? Did things. that happen? Not to cut you off. Did that happen mm -hmm. as you? came into the big leagues or was there something was it struggles that happened that then forced you to walk towards it yes so so the way i would explain it was my debut right and i and i i hate to use the debut because i had a phenomenal debut something mm -hmm. i'll never forget like mm -hmm. i didn't i wasn't supposed to be added to the roster or anything until after that year because i was so young like i still mm -hmm. had a whole nother you know year of control before you're the really young. i didn't know you were this young yeah, really young. baby but i debuted against the Brewers and I threw seven scoreless innings my debut got a base hit off of Brandon Woodruff like <laughs> did the whole thing like I'm the, on top the full of the, debut I'm on top of the world like I've you know got my first win you know first hit all this in one day mm -hmm. but like I'll never forget like that, that when I started realizing the mental stuff before it like those two nights leading up to my debut like I ran through that moment in my head not only those two days but every day since I was a little kid and I literally have chills on my arms right now because everything I thought about that I wanted out of it, I did it. And mm -hmm. I did it over and over again in my head. And then it actually fucking happened. Mm -hmm. And that's how it literally works. happened. Yeah. And then after that, like, I was like, all right, now everything's going to be like that. And I started to get off this path of like, you know, I realized that. But did I, re like, when I realized that, did I dive into it? No. I like thought that was like, oh, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. like universe looking out for me, like it'll keep happening. Yeah, like, it's not how it no, works. it's not how it works. Yeah. You know, because I, you know, started my, I did, I did it again. Beat the Orioles my second time. I started off two and zero, one five like, ERA. I'm fucking Cy Young. I'm like, oh my god, like you know, I'm you know, you know, yeah. pay pay me, like yeah. you know, it was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And a couple starts and a few mm -hmm. trips to the bullpen to help out, and a couple times facing the Dodgers later, like I am right back to planet Earth, and it mm -hmm. was like. Oh my God, what am I gonna do? Mm -hmm. Then I get traded to a new team. Mm -hmm. In the Bible, many people experienced name changes. 
and those name changes were very pivotal moments in their lives. You have transformed through your time here, and you need to have a new name that represents that transformation. I'm excited for all the journeys you'll go on from here, and I trust that you will impact many people's lives in the process. I'm honored to have known you. For now, your name is Steve. OnlySteves.com. Uh, so as you as the as um the struggles happened, were you already tuning like well not even struggles just like kind of as it evened out and you had some bad outings. Were you already going towards the spiritual mental stuff yet, or is it is it was no? It's even after that because like there mm-hmm. was it was still this like the talent and stuff that I had like mm-hmm. I was still doing some of this, so I just thought it was like right. you know bad stretch this and that yeah. like all the excuses every every athlete makes mm-hmm. without even realizing it right. like but it was to a point when you know then I I get traded and you know I'm trying to feel like well you know what is going on and then that's when it started to you get called kind of, to it yes it was almost like I get and, and it. And it it manifested itself in weird ways. So like I'm I'm obviously struggling. Like you know, it wasn't like I was really bad. It was just like yeah, really just good. Not what you. It wasn't. It wasn't like in between like normal baseball. It was mm. interesting. It was like it was weird. Yeah. Then I you know I you wind up going back and like I'm like okay this off season I got to hammer it hard. Blah, blah. I wind up meeting Molly and we start and like she starts talking about all her like she is like, so all is spiritual. so is the women. It is. It really is. But the source you know, of life. You know, she got me into like you know talking about some of this stuff, and like I explained the same thing to her. I was like, everything felt so good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I still have all the talent. Everybody still loves me. I had high rank prospect. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. All the, the BS. Yeah. But like, it wasn't until I like she got me to watch The Secret, and I know you've yeah, talked yeah. about it, seen it, everybody. Oh yeah, that that was one of you the know. first things I watched that got me down that path. It's like a great we, buffer. Yeah, we were like watch watch it, and I'm like. I'm like, am I really gonna dive into this? And then I'm like, this by the by the by the end of it, yeah. like, couldn't relate anymore. Like, yeah, I was like, well, like, what? It, like, we need to go more in this. We start diving in more, I need more, more, I need more, more, books. more, 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 <laughs> more. And then it, it and it got to the point where like, then even like right after that, you know, I started noticing a difference in my work ethic, my habits, my mm-hmm. my ability to, you know stay present like because it's yeah. normal for your mind to wander but like when i had first got to the big leagues it was like okay i'm doing good and you're you're locked in and then the second something happens your mind wanders to absolutely everything to what you had to breakfast that morning to like did i work hard enough and yeah the doubts creep in the and, doubts are mm-hmm. the biggest like once you can you know the yeah start inhaling the the, the gratefulness and mm-hmm. then exhaling the love you have like just your your vibe that's when i started like like my like learning about vibrations and vibing higher and mm-hmm. like kind of learning to manifest that just stuff. Just things that like as a baseball player, I mean, yeah, people grow up and have different experiences, but I just know how foreign it is. That's why I love this platform. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we have so many young baseball players that watch this and this this type of input. Like, because as a kid growing up, you, you spoke to it already. Just like, you're a baseball player, man. It's like, I'm going to fucking outwork everyone. You know what I mean? And, and that's how you get better. And it, it is. There's a lot of validity to that. Like, you obviously have your certain God gifts, God given abilities, and then there's all the work, all the time spent, and there's really none spent on any of this. You know, like, you know, I can't say none as a blanket statement, but 
generally speaking, as a culture in sports, it's just not it's like woo woo, like oh, it's hippie shit, bro. Just Go, show, yeah, just get down, and give me twenty, and fucking run around, and give yeah, me ten laps, take a lap. yeah, Every, throw a bullpen, and keep it down. You know what I mean? It's just like it, it's really an interesting. This is a great. This has been a really interesting conversation so far, but I think it's really dope to come on and hear honest trials and tribulations of a fucking big leaguer. It's not all fucking glitz and glamour, and it's really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And the things that, I mean, the things that drive you, I mean, there's a, there's a quote I read, I think yesterday, it was like, pain is the precursor to growth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the things that drive you towards, you know, the spirituality and this presence, being able to be present in your life as a human being, which then translates to you being able to fucking transmute, transmute your issues on the field mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and with grace and, right. and not yeah. be one of those guys that's like a fair weather, like, I got three hits today, so let's go out and have a drink. Yeah, or let's have fun. If yeah. not, everyone get the fuck away from me, you know? Yeah. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of real long-term benefits to understanding that at your age and, and realizing that and doing the work, you know what I mean? But like, as you said... Doing the work on this is just like doing the work. Think about all, you made a really interesting point. You're like, I spent my whole life manifesting that debut. And look how the debut went. Think about that though. How many reps did you get of that manifestation? So fucking many, over years and years of time. That habit was built, that vision was built. You also said something really interesting. Oh, I get goosebumps thinking about it. A huge part of manifestation that I didn't understand and it took me a long time is like, Smell you have it. to feel it. You know what I mean? Like you have to, when I close my eyes and, and you, you think about the things you want, um, like I have a certain vision, like, give, you know, giving my parents a home that they want, you know, and I walk in, I try to imagine what it smells you like. Smell and, on the dirt. And, and the I, how that feels, the goosebumps I'd have from handing them the keys, you mm-hmm. know, like that thing and, and I know it's gonna come true at when in divine timing. But my point is you did that without knowing, which I did a lot too. I realized that in, in hindsight. I've had my successes because I, I really did manifest habitually. I made a habit of thinking about what I was gonna do when I got on, what I was gonna do when I got on stage, how it was gonna feel. I wasn't really thinking like, oh I'm manifesting this. Let me sit down and manifest it, you know, but I did that, you know, and, and you said it and you get, you still get those goosebumps. That's the power of the energy. And, uh, you know, like really is like, if there's one thing I could drive home to people listening that might think it's like a little woo woo or whatever. It's just like, bro, every guy I sit down with, like everyone has their version of this story where it's like, you know, there's real power to the mind. There's real power to cultivating your thoughts and cultivating yourself and not just being a fucking jock. You know what I mean? Not just being... Um, I'm gifted, you know, like yeah. that will get you, that will get you certain places, you know, but you, quarter of the way. you could also fucking get there and have great success. But will you have life success? Will mm-hmm. you have balance? Will you have real relationships with people that add value to you? Will you attract the right people? Will you have family, work, life balance? You know, will you be able to Especially after. enjoy days? Exactly. Enjoy days that it's no longer affiliated to the game. You're not cool anymore. You know, Can, are you still cool with yourself? These are all real issues that athletes struggle with, you know, um, not, not in general, people in general. You know, when you have all the bright lights and claps and applause when you walk in the room, when those fucking fade off, are you, are you still cool with yourself? Are you proud of yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And these are all really interesting, really important conversations, you know, to, for young people to understand. Because now with, you know, you're so young. With what you know now, I mean, 
every fucking day you should be spending time, you know, manifesting and spending time journaling and thinking and visualizing because that's what happened, bro. You got to where you are because you fucking wanted it that bad. You willed it into the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now there's a whole other phase of you're there. You know what I mean? You're fucking there. You're there now. You know, like what you what yeah. you willed into existence is there. Now what? You know? And that's that's really like that's the battle that most athletes face. You get there. Think about it like when I put out an album or something, or you mm-hmm. some some big life event. People talk about it like Jimmy Tatro was on and talked about it. He's an actor and a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. He talked about going on like Jimmy Kimmel, was it? Kilmer? Went on Jimmy Kimmel and like kind of like got off and went like back to his hotel and he was just like, this is it. You know, like he just had this vision of like what that night would be. And there's this, there's this huge arrival moment. And it's, it's really never, you know, not to say that it's never what, it, what you envision, but there is a real truth to, you know, these ups and downs. And like you get there and you, like when I get off stage, you got all this energy and people going nuts and shit, right? And then like, you get back to the bus, I'm just like sitting there, I'm just like, all right, what are we gonna eat? You know, like, yeah. it's just this weird dichotomy, you know? And you have to know how to emotional intelligence to understand that and like be okay and not be too high and be too low, you know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta be even keel the whole time. Cause yeah. When, Cause when you're not, the second I got too high, universe, the universe will, mm-hmm. it'll teach you, it'll let you know, Yeah. It'll let you know really quick. Yeah. Like, that's, it, like, to put it in perspective, it's like, you know, we talk about off-season training, right? Guys mm-hmm. are going to the gym. They're working out. There's countless gyms in Phoenix, Scottsdale, whatever, that people use in the off-season, baseball yeah. players. You're working out, right? How many of those people go home and do their mental training? Do, do any sort of mental training? Not many of them. Not many of them, right? Well, I've gathered. But how many, how many, and you, and you can relate to this as well. So, like, diving into, like, who you are, like yourself, your core. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a lot of recording artists, just like there's a ton of baseball players, mm-hmm. big league, minor league, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you can look at these things like manifesting and you're like, oh, there's already like, there's so many people, so many baseball players. There's Mike Trouts, there's Pujols, mm-hmm. there's Machados, there's mm-hmm. like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. How do you separate yourself from those people? And that is strictly if you can dive into yourself, mm-hmm. those values that you have being able to, you know, to fight from within. Because yeah. if you don't, if you're not taking, you know, the things from within to help yeah. motivate you, push you forward, keep you on a positive level, how can you expect anybody else to buy in on you? Absolutely. You can't. And I think there's a, there's something, there's like a universal truth to letting go, right? And I don't think athletes really have a grasp on letting go because it's just not how you rock, you compete. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's this weird balance but like what i spoke to a little bit earlier when i said like you do all the work then you get in between the lines and you just be you be you you know what i mean like and the fact of the matter is you're in the fucking big leagues you know what i mean like you're one of the best players on the fucking planet you know so at that point you do all the work you do all the mental stuff you go in with the ultimate confidence in yourself and look i've done everything i've done everything i possibly can to be who i'm supposed to be and be myself you know what I mean? And then you just let go. Yeah, you know, because like, of the mental stuff, I've never had to question that. Yeah. Now. Mm. But before you do half, sorry to cut you off. Just no, like no. you do half, like the working out part. Everybody thinks that's like you work out, you compete, you know, you got the best, you got the best cutter in baseball, mm-hmm. you get the best slider in baseball. You can have the best slider in baseball. You can throw hundred, you can throw hundred miles an hour. See it and all you the can time. still get 
crushed. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Yeah. You combine that with the manifesting and like really learning who you are as a person. Right. You're going into these games without ever, ever having to worry or question, did I do everything I needed to today? Yeah. So like win or lose, mm. you know, the old win or lose, we booze. It's like a real thing because now yeah. whether I have a good game, bad game, whatever results happen, like I did everything I could. I'm right. walking away from progressive field at night, good or bad, and I'm sleeping the exact same. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been your experience once you've started doing the mental work, you have that. Immediately. Mm. And, but it, like, it literally all started like this past spring training. I was putting my head down at night after journaling and manifesting. And I'd put my little YouTube, t- like YouTube sports ma- like, a like a manifestation, like yeah. random sleep meditation thing. Yeah. Is whatever, whichever one I saw, like, okay, I don't want the four hour one. Like I need to sleep. Like we'll see like, you know, anything hour and under, mm-hmm. just keep going. I was waking up the next day and I could have told you my line for the game. And I was like, you know, first time throwing. Because I was like that kind of on the odd man out. Like mm. I was like in between. Am I going to sit down? Am I going to make the staff? You know, I, I gave up one run the entire spring training as a starter. Wow. First opening day roster. Mm. And I was able to like go to the field, whether it was on the side field, the big game. We had split squad that day, whatever it was, facing, you know, the Angels, whoever. Mm-hmm. I was able to, I, I knew what was going to happen before I got there. And mm. it, did, it, it was the entire spring training. That was mm. my first real like oh my God, this is, this is, this is the first step. Like, I, I feel it. Yeah. But then I get to regular season, which is regular season's completely different, all these other obstacles and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I started well, and then it starts to platoon a little bit, and it just went to me like, I gotta, there's, there's more I can do. There's mm-hmm. more I can dive into. Yeah. And that, but that spring training was the first time I realized, like, I'm waking up in the morning, like, feeling, and, like, I'm smelling the grass before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, you know, I can, I, I literally am seeing how the pitch is moving that I'm throwing. I'm feeling how it comes off my hands. I'm feeling that one little. It's really nail great. Inside. It's like, really great that you're on that it's wave. It's just like when you get on it, like then you just you you want more, but you don't want to get to the point where you're trying to find too much because mm-hmm. you need that happy balance of your yeah. regular prep, mental prep, and just having fun. That's yeah, when living. baseball got fun when I wasn't right. so caught up on like like fuck if I don't pitch well and I get sent down like. God, you know, we got five more days to a full paycheck. Full paycheck would be nice. Like, mm-hmm. you start thinking about all these things mm-hmm. and, like, service time, you know, whether it's trades, all detaching, that Detaching, that letting go thought, detaching from the results is your next step. It's just, like, it's, it's everyone's next step, really. It's my, it's my next step in life. Like, I, I write that every fucking day because I'm so, we're such a results-driven fucking society, you know, like, it's all about what have you done, you know, especially in sports. What have you done for me lately? Like, last three, so fuck this guy. Oh, let's get rid of You know what I mean? Oh, his family's going through shit. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a business, you know? That's how you want to separate yourself, though. Like, in Europe, like, I guess my question would be, like, from a baseball aspect, like, you know, we have to separate ourselves, you know, and, and like you said, it's results-driven. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you know, dive in from yourself. There's a lot of recording artists, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you want to separate yourself. You want to be one of the best, you know? Yeah. Like, you see that because you know how talented you are and the person you are and stuff like mm-hmm. how do you feel you can separate yourself from you know a lot of those different you know artists like that's something but most people would say like oh i gotta put out the best album or whatever it i is. gotta but be in the inside, studio nine day, nine yeah, hours a like day. what is that for you like how does that translate to you bro lot- we have the same answer and i think that's the most interesting thing and that's the, kind of the bigger point I, I think this is the key to success in life is is finding is finding yourself and getting on the right frequency of receiving and and abundance and just thinking like, you know, you have every reason to believe that the universe is conspiring for you. Your dreams have come true. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what you got to remember. 
for me, how I've separated myself is as I've gone inward, I've actually just gotten, become a better artist. And I don't really take a ton of credit for it. I really don't. I've done all the work and I've always done the work, but personally, I feel like what I do is I clear, my work is clearing space to receive. Where do my ideas come from? What are ideas? What are they? You know what I mean? Like some days you have them, some days you don't. Yeah. Where do they come from? You know, I look at it as like we're tuning. I'm like, think about when you got a fucking classic radio. You know, if you're three fucking, if it's if it's 92.3 as a station, you're on 92.6. What are you getting? Static. That's brain fog. Like we're we are a fucking frequency. You know what I mean? We are mm-hmm. a vibration. So when I do the work, I look at like. I, I changed, I mean, we had a podcast, I think the third episode was like, what's the meaning of life was the name of it. And like, I was evaluating myself, having a very honest conversation. Like, I don't think I'm doing the right things. I could feel it, you know? It was before I really went down this path. And I looked at, only my only source of fun was going out and getting fucked up. And everything else was kind of a task, it felt like. And I started to realize that was wrong. Like, I had a general distaste towards my day-to-day in and outs and like if you told me five years ago you'd have this house you'd be with your boys making music and you tour musician and make make millions of dollars i would say i'm per that's my dream life but why am i waking up and not feeling that way you know and Mm -hmm. i got called towards this stuff but to answer your question i actually view all of life as part of the job you know what i mean like when i go fucking stand on my balcony and I sit on my balcony and just read and write and, and think and journal. Um, I, th- I really truly feel like that's the work. And then when I'm in the studio, it's just like channeling. Like I'm not even thinking, I'm like barely there. You know, that's really how I yeah. feel. And, and then once I had that realization, all of life just kind of became a little more fruitful and like, yeah. I'm not really worried. Like oh, I haven't been in the studio in three days. Like, Ooh, should I be doing this? Like, uh, you know, like I really look at every, even nights I go out and I can't remember. My fucking subconscious remembers because mm-hmm. it comes out. And, you know what I mean? Like I, the way I make songs is mainly freestyle-esque. Graham's been there fucking mumbling in the background half the time. <laughs> oh. um, but, you know, he's been there as I do him and it's, it's all subconscious, You're not even bro. safe on the other side of the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's valid. Well, but, um. Yeah, like that's kind of how I view it. And it's, it's made me a lot more present in my day-to-day life. You know, like a lot of times I'd be doing something. This is an interesting point. Like a lot of times I'd be doing something and kind of be like, this is kind of taking long. You know, like I haven't, I wanted to get in the studio and then this came up. I'm just like not there really mm-hmm. all the way. And um, I think I spent a lot of my 20s like that. Even just like talking and, you know, fans pouring their heart out to me. And it's just like the ninth day in a row, I can barely keep my eyes open. I haven't fucking slept in two days. I'm about to play a show. And like, I'm at the end of the meet and greet and this person's pouring their heart out to me, telling me how I've saved their life. And it wasn't impacting me as much as I felt like it should. I didn't feel it. I was like kind of numb to it. And a lot of it was coming from feeling like I had somewhere better to be. You know what I mean? And now I, don't, I never have that feeling anymore. I, I won't. And when, when they do come in, I don't let it. Like, even when I'm in traffic, you know, like. You got to acknowledge it. I'm meant to be here, you know. Yeah. I'm meant to, maybe this is a good time to sit and think about something or listen to a good song or talk to my mom or, you know, that's kind of how I started shifting how I navigate my days. I mean, Graham comes in, he's like, oh, how you been? I'm like, fucking great. I haven't even left the house. 
Like you would think in my mind, like I've seen the world the last five days, but I barely left the house. But I feel like you can go anywhere yeah. with your mind and be free. And That's interesting. you know, it's, it's all about how that. what you want with your life and no how you doubt. want to spend your time. But for me, you know, being alone and being able to contemplate and work but also not it's like almost work and play is the same thing you know yeah that's why i'm glad you said like you know you like your whole life is is like you know part of your job yeah and and i'm I'm glad you said that because like you talked about like you know you just go and get fucked up and stuff all the time and mm-hmm. like that's also like a big part of like you know a lot of athletes in general like oh, yeah. party i mean like every athlete i'm boys with all athletes in every every sport they all fucking get they after all it. fucking it's get a after release it. you know it's it's part of it it is, but you looked at that as like, you know, your fun, like, you know, and you had to look at your your workout, your sport, your stuff as more of a job. Mm-hmm. Since I've gotten into this, it is completely switched. Yeah. That now I feel a task for me is driving driving to come hang out and get fucked up on New Year's. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that is that is more of a task mm-hmm. for me now than mm-hmm. like back then it was oh, a really I want to go thing. out, want to go out, want to go out. Like really good now it's like it's more like i get excitement like you know i used to hate like you know in the gym in the office this was in tampa before i was here like i hated or at the field and spring training like i hated being at the field for so long mm-hmm. and it's like now it's like pitchers spend so much time so much downtime at oh the my fucking god field. yeah it's tough that's a really that's something but it's that, like i don't like being at you know i used to never want to be at the field that long mm-hmm. and it was always like let's get out of here let's go do something and now it's like yeah, like if I'm at the gym from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., it didn't bother me you because I'm on into my that own even wave. More. That's like really great. I'm on my own wave. It's different. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's times we have fun. Like I'm all about it. Like we've know, had I'm some all, fun. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm all about it. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, you know, if that becomes like it, it starts to feel like, if that starts to feel like your, you know, your actual job is a task or like your, you know, your just yeah. how you vibe as a person now, like how I vibe as a person now doesn't that feels like just like life like my life my job is life it's yeah. not my job is baseball my job is life it's part of my life mm. and you know that you know extracurricular stuff like that the stuff that used to you know make your mind wander which you would acknowledge it but would you really acknowledge it and mm-hmm. flip the switch or would you acknowledge it and be like, ah, whatever yeah that's how it was so now that is more of a job to me yeah like a, a task an issue and, and an issue is as far as like i don't i don't really want to I don't yeah. want to do this. It's yeah. more like, you know, like it just changes just your huge, habits. It's just a huge tool to have in your toolbox uh, is to be able to, in real time, adjust your perspective. And that comes with, with, with reps, you know what I mean? With repetition. But Hard. as an athlete, I mean, in life in general, like it's been a huge tool for me to mm-hmm. stay, you know, not if I have a bad night or something happens, I'm able to get out of it pretty quick. Where, you know, who's to say in the last, ten, you know, however long, I've had so many times where it snowballed into a fucking week of feeling like shit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And not being present in, in your life, you know? But on the field, having, having the mental awareness to, to change the perspective mm-hmm. and accept, just be like, uh, accept, accept that, like, after a guy hits a fucking homer, you know, that you see the guys that just, that it doesn't it, like it they, doesn't, they're like, able to get right over the hump and start fresh again. No, it's, and then it's, it's like an art, man. It it's is like an you art. see it happen and you just see that like you see them acknowledge it. It is an art. Anger, and then yeah. the next thing you know, it's yeah, strike one, strike two, strike mm. three, and then bam, they're right back the at next. it. And it's like you get done with like some guy like I've seen guys that like are so mentally locked in and so good at the the mental side of it 
is like when they get done, they don't realize, they don't even know what their line is, yeah. dude. They don't know, like, you know, I mean, punchies they had this. Yeah. But when I first got up, I'm like, in my debut, I'm like, ah, oh, it's four scores. I need like three more, two mm-hmm. more to get like a W, like two and a third scoreless. Two, yeah, I'm just like, you're trying to get there. I'm like, okay, I got to keep going. Like, yeah. And you get so results driven versus yeah. the guys that are just so locked in on being in the moment. Yeah. It's, it's the biggest it's change. It's the fucking flow state, right? Yes. It's flow state and, and what you sh- everything you're talking about, this whole conversation is revolving around being able to put yourself and allow yourself to be in flow state out there. When I talk about having fun and mm-hmm. I talk about like the guys, like, in it, like the MMA guys, like when they go in there, they don't fucking remember. It's all, they've done all the work and the preparation and then now it's all reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all responsibility. Like how am I going to respond to what he does in flow i'm not i don't have time to think and duck it's instinctive because i've done the work you know what i mean and now i'm now i'm in flow i don't even remember what happened there's guys who don't even remember how they knocked the guy out you know what i mean that one is just so life or death fight or flight that's a great example in sports of absolutely how you need to achieve flow state to really be at your best you know and to let go you know what's going to happen is going to happen you're gonna go on and have a fucking incredible career because you're meant to you know what i mean exactly and you're actually driven you're figuring out the foundation that needs to, the mansion needs to be built on a real right. foundation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's evolving thing. It's, it's about growth. You know, yeah, you can ask, you can ask the universe for that mansion, but you've got to yeah. build your own foundation. It's exactly. Just, and it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of time and it requires a lot of patience. And the work is, the work is the payoff. If that makes any sense. Yeah. You doing the work, like it just becomes who you are and you're just a better person your girlfriend has better conversations with you your mom has a better connection because you have this patience because you've been patient with yourself it's like building equity in yourself exactly like your the work you're putting in is instantly paying off you don't you don't realize it at that moment Mm -hmm. but then you're like dang all those things i did she's gonna hold you to this engulfing yeah Yeah. But it's engulfing like it's engulfing everything together inside of you and then next thing you know like you know what you're asking universe for it happens and then mm-hmm. you start to look back on your timeline you start to look back at the things you it did. can happen man like you're right there you have all the you have the right vibe about you you know what i mean it it happened to me i i i have this knowing now that i'm just i've let go of it like i know it's gonna i don't know i don't know how it's gonna doesn't i don't know where the i don't know where the end of this happen. is or what what it's gonna happen i just know yeah. it's I'm gonna will it. I'm gonna will. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm gonna will it, and I'm gonna enjoy it. And yeah, there's a million different ways it could go. A million. The biggest, biggest thing is not trying to pick which way it goes. Yeah, you just gotta let it pick its own road, dude. Mm -hmm. And that's like let go. That is the that is the hardest thing. I'm gonna put you on some shit. Put you on some. Yeah, you put me on. I don't, John. I very rarely get guests, and what's fucked up because I'm a great host. But um, <laughs> fantastic host and modest <laughs> and extremely modest. Yeah. Um, the greatest salesman in the world. This is, uh, you know, I'm a reader. So we talked about this on New Year's, but you were talking to a shell of me at that point. Oh, so. my God. But I recall, yeah. I recall this conversation. Um, did he bring you this book? He did. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a big dick move right there. It is. Yeah. It is. John, are you happy to get some words in on this one? <laughs> is, I've, I've been sitting in for 40 minutes. Yeah, I've, been, I've been like waiting for him to like chip in a little bit. Yeah, feel free to fucking You guys have had this beautiful conversation and I generally ruin it by opening my mouth. Yeah, you just say like, if you so watch- who have you fucked lately, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> he always comes in with some toned down sexual comment. Um, the greatest salesman in the world. Have you, you've, Obviously, this is a, this yeah, is a so short read, but it's it, yeah. uh, it's a short read. Walk us I, through because this is we have a Steve's book club. It's a real thing where we like oh, 
We, uh, you know, anytime I'm reading something, I shine a little light on it. Usually I get tons of messages like, yo, read that, loved it, you know? So um, I haven't read this yet. I just got it, but I'm going to fucking read it today. Right. So uh, Molly's brother, Jeffrey, put me on this early in the season. Um, you know, he read it and I mean, like, was I've never seen him or heard him talk about something so much. Uh-huh. every day like he's got a that whole feeling mind of, just lights and you i'm up. like yeah, this is gonna be crazy and then you know molly and i start reading it so the basis of this book it's really small and i'm like oh this is really really small but the greatest salesman in the world by og mandino yeah so the biggest uh, the biggest point of it was there's nine scrolls in there right mm-hmm. there's like it's like nine stories yep. and it, it wants you to read each one every morning for 30 days straight so you read the first scroll for in the morning when you wake up for 30 straight days. Yeah. Don't look at the next one. Yeah. Then you read two. Do the same thing. All the way through nine. So a small book, but it wants you to take nine oh, months yeah. to read it, right? Um, to be honest, I didn't do that because once you read one and two, like you're just, you got What's next? You got to read it, right? And it yeah. goes through all these things. And like, you know, at first I'm like, oh, start, everything starts to resonate more and more and more. Yeah. And then when you put the whole thing together, it's oh, like, yeah. wow. And like, you know, uh, scroll two, I believe it was the one like talks about like moving in love and like, like. I had talked about earlier, like, you know, we have a similarity as far as, you know, there's a lot of recording artists, there's a lot of baseball players and like, you know, moving with love and good intentions. So like, mm-hmm. you know, as much as, you know, you can think people have good intentions and move with love and that's just, you know, based on how, I, you know, I was raised and how I grew up. So it was mm-hmm. like, everything was about like, you know, other people helping, being, being empath- like showing empathy and moving with love but yeah. there's people in our businesses that have no problem doing yeah. anything they possibly can to you know move up to their to move up in the world whether it's you know materialistic things yeah you know bad mouthing people like things like that and mm-hmm. i and that you know when i read that I, like it resonated with me because i've always been oh you're too nice or this and that i'm like mm-hmm. no like when you move with love i almost love said that to o- you earlier when you said that like i'm too nice it says no such no, thing no because love always like moving with love like those are the people that succeed it wins in the end and it like talks it about all that and then it that's it, it it also that. talks about taking all those things and like everything it talks about. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but like learning to love yourself from within, and that's the difference thing. So it's like the greatest salesman in the world. Mm-hmm. Little tidbit: like he realizes there's so many different salesmen, and like how does he, you know, separate himself? Like you know, if like selling real estate, whatever it is, like there's tons of salesmen in the world. Mm-hmm. He digs within to find that and that's it builds good habits it takes it's supposed to teach you like about the benefits of good habits Mm. right and there's there's bad habits but the only way to take away those bad habits and things that affect your your persona is to add good habits and make good Mm -hmm. habits and then yeah the book was it was amazing yeah i got a book for you to read the the monk the monk that sold his ferrari i'm i'm reading it i've read it twice now i'm still reading it and i locked annotating and like my my younger version would be like dork yeah right i'm like up on the fucking balcony with my shirt off just getting sunburned fucking an- oh highlighting the same book God. see i could never read a book without like falling asleep until i got into this stuff yeah and now like and, and now it's like anything it's like, the best it you get lost in it instead of getting lost you gotta read stuff, this book because it, it talks to. from a layman's term it, it's really it sounds like it's, it works in congruence with this but um yeah steve's check it out i let's read an excerpt a reading from the book of steve <laughs> I will pre- uh, this. So this is like the, I guess the intro. Um, I will pers- I will persist until I succeed. I was not delivered into this world into defeat, nor does failure course in my veins. 
I'm not a sheep waiting to be prodded by my shepherd. I'm a lion and I refuse to talk, walk, to sleep with the sheep. The slaughterhouse of failure is not my destiny. I will persist until I succeed. Sounds like a keep going parable if I've ever heard one right Yeah, there. I'm fired up. Yeah, I'm fired. I'm ready to run to a fucking wall. <laughs> um, but yeah, that man. That's good though. No stutters, nothing. Yeah. Uh, man, it's been a while since I've read aloud. I was a little nervous. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's uh, been a great, really great to get to know. That's why I love podcasting so much because talk about presence. I, and I, I, I try to do this as much as I can when I'm out in public, but I also use it as like a get away from me card a little bit sometimes. Like take my phone out, like mm-hmm. take walk away. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's a little bit of element to that sometimes being out. And, and, you know, you have those types of scenarios sometimes, but really being present in a conversation. Like, when's the last time you're truly just totally present in a conversation and nothing else, nothing else really mattered? You know what I mean? Like, there's always, like, oop, something comes up on TV, guy walks in, you know what I mean? Am I hungry? Let me look at the fucking, you know? Like, there's just never this, and that's the beauty of meditation and taking time to yourself where you don't allow yourself to be distracted and don't. You know, you kind of have a purpose. That's why these conversations are so cool. Because, I mean, we've had a lot of conversations right. in fucking happenstance and just. Wait, when did we meet? That was on my birthday. Yeah, we met on your birthday. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my Ooh. god. Oh Scott's, my god. Scott still really got a fucking real aggressive version of me on you that. You mean the birthday that lasted five days straight? Yeah, it was a birth <laughs> week. You know, it was a birth week celebration. Um, but yeah, I mean, to get to know people at this level and to. And to understand, you know, it's just a really, it's a really great thing. And I think um, you have a lot of, uh, a lot of upside. Like I, didn't, I wasn't thinking like you were thinking at your age at all. It, it, people say that, but it's also like that's just. I feel like it was all because I don't want to say it's all because of how I grew up, but going up that way, like it yeah. forced me to grow up sooner. Whereas like I was looking, totally. I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, if I was. Uh, you know, normal, a little bit normal. Like, what if I didn't find out about this till I was 30, right? Like, maybe, maybe like, baseball would never have been a thing for me. Maybe yeah. big leagues wouldn't have been a thing for me. Maybe, like, you know, like, I could have been having this conversation with someone, the younger version of me, as a coach or something. Like, you never, yeah. like, that, it puts that stuff in perspective. But, like, that's... You gotta, let, you gotta dance with life, man. Oh, you gotta dance it with it. It's a great dancing partner. You, you gotta, it's like, you can't do the fucking tango by yourself. You know what I mean? You need to... That dance with the universe That's a little right. bit and like yeah. bro think about fucking like all right my good our, some of our good friends i met through graham i just saw the girl yesterday like she almost died in a fucking like final destination-esque oh my god the train, train oh train yeah. crash yeah. where just like it was literally like a black mirror episode where like the technology of the tesla failed yes. them and like wouldn't yeah. allow them to move we were just were blocked in and you know it's just it's just really like I, she said something to me. I was just like really affirm that she's just like we turned around right before that happened to get some white claws. They're about to be home, and they turned around and went and got some white claws. Obviously, if they didn't turn around, that wouldn't happen. They wouldn't have been there, you know. And if you take that into your day to day experience, um, you don't even know. Like you getting, you know getting in a bumper, you know, a fucking fender bender yeah, yeah. that makes you late. Who knows what happens if you were driving ahead? Who like who there's just no way of even trying to plan or understand what's going to happen. So it's back to that idea of just like 
be where you're supposed to be. Try to be where you're supposed to be. Just yeah. try to be where you're supposed to be and try to be your best when you're there, yeah. you know? And like, they're, they're really, this is the You Never Know podcast. You really just never fucking know, you know? And, yeah. and like taking a left, you take a right, however you met Molly, you take a left and you might've met her on the street corner down there, you know, just, just an example. Know. I mean, but like, the car accident thing was just a huge example for me because I used to do that. Like, why did... Right. This happened, like, if I didn't do this, if I didn't do this, a year and, what's the date today, 18th? Yeah. So, two days from now was a year from my car accident. I was right across the street from my house, on the way, came back from the field, decided to grab, like, to, to grab, like, uh, alkaline water, like, whatever, mm-hmm. aqua hydrate stuff. I was trying mm-hmm. to get into, like, you know, Fucking aqua staying, hydrate. I was staying hydrated, you know? And... Yeah, I grabbed that, grabbed a couple beers, and I'm like literally throwing distance from my house down at old time. I could have thrown a baseball like over two houses and just and it hit mine. It was right across the street. Yep. I had two cars in front of me, our light, our, you know, light goes green, one car goes right, second car goes straight, I'm the third car going straight. Wham, driver's side door. Lady going 65, ran the red light on wow. school. Brand new, brand new car, like all this, like it crushed me. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, I mean, I was, I had, luckily I was okay, like nothing crazy. Like I saw it early enough to like try to reach, like take my left arm and reach for the other side. Like, mm-hmm. but it, it put in perspective to me that my mindset needed an adjustment. And that sounds crazy. Like, oh, terrible car that accident. Like, crazy what, to me. I mean, so it was a mindset change because all I could think about was like, why didn't I just do what I normally do and stay at the house and like Uber eats it. Yeah. I got off my couch and was like, oh, I'm just going to not be lazy this time. Drove across the street, whatever, and got mm-hmm. whacked. Yeah, and that's, no, that's not your fault. There's no, it's just the way, it's the way this all unfolds, you know? But, like, it was, it was, I just knew that, like, why am I thinking about that? Like, you mm. know, like, the, those little things, like, that it puts it in perspective. And, like, the same thing, like, when we heard about that, the, you know, the accident, train, train Tesla and all that, like, it was, abs- I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm, like, running through this in my head, like, and then hearing you say that, like, mm. and then when they stopped, turn around, went and got white claws, like, mm. and, but, you know, instead of, like, being, you know, grateful they're you know still with us like mm-hmm. you know the first thing they talked about was like mm-hmm. oh, if we didn't go turn around and get white claws. yeah i mean it's how it's how it's, how it's wired human to think nature, about it but yeah. it's like acknowledging that and being able to mm-hmm. you know push through it like it's crazy. yeah i mean they all made it it's all good news you literally never you're like you literally you never know you never, like i could have made never it right, know. literally could have made it right through that thing and then somebody from the other way like it's yeah you never the universe know. is insane it's crazy bro and and then but again i love her there's the, everyone We'll end on this. Like, everyone thinks you, you take control of your life. You know what I mean? And, and there's validity to that. But the real power is in letting go. You know what I mean? And, like, you could call it God. You could call it the universe or anything. It's just, like, you know, there's a quote, like, we make plans and God laughs. You know? Like, it's just not possible, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and if you're able to stay in tune with that, while you try to steer your life where you want to go with the best intentions, I think that's where you find yourself in the best positions, you know? And, and there isn't a rhyme or reason. Some people have no rhyme or reason to have the most horrific things happen to them, you know? And, mm-hmm. and you know what? Even then, we don't, understand. we don't understand what happens next. We don't understand. Like, there's, it's out of our realm of understanding. Yeah, two ways to look at Just it. Just let man. go, you know? Yeah, and I think it gives you a ton of freedom, bro. It's a liberating feeling. I, I feel that way, you know? I, I, I want that for everybody, just to... To let go and let let the universe conspire and unfold the way it's going to unfold, yeah. you know. It's just you never know, man. One way or another. It's You're on the uh, Cleveland Guardians now. Is that an official change? Did I see official that. Official name changed. Officially, the Cleveland Guardians as a. That's an interesting. That's an interesting name change. 
How do you feel about it? Oh, no. I knew you were going to throw, the, throw that at me. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about it? This is the one sound bite. We have this beautiful conversation. Like, <laughs> this, how do you feel about Logan that? Allen, just in the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> fucking minute 69 of the conversation. Just, li- oh. just lie and say you like it. Yeah, just say you like it. I'll say it's going to be a little tough to adjust. I feel like Indians are such a classic adjustment thing. Adjustment period is going to be, it is, and it, the adjustment period is tough. And like the fans, like, they'll be fine. They'll be fine, but you can tell when they when we announced it, they did not like it no. one bit. I mean, I I didn't know what to say about it. And to be honest, a lot of baseball players can give their opinion in this, but at the end of the day, it's still a business. Like, yeah. you know what? Your favorite team is whatever team signing your paycheck. Exactly. You, whatever favorite team you grew up. You know, I grew up, I grew up a Red Sox fan, so it was like, yeah, you know. But that doesn't mean that, oh, that's not my favorite team. My favorite mm-hmm. team's whoever's you know, right. you know signing, signing the checks, but. It was different. I mean, uh, it was a little shocking. I, we knew they were going to do it. Didn't know how fast they were going to do it. And then we have, a class, we have a thing. fireworks show, and towards the end of the season, and there, like Molly was there too, and family's there, and like my family's first fire, big fireworks show at the end of the season. They have the scoreboard, and they're putting up the announcement and the name change and stuff. You know, thirty something thousand people, and it is just booze raining down booze for the rest of the fireworks show. Like, <laughs> That's such a funny. It yeah. makes you question, like, okay, so who wanted like this yeah. change? But well, like, no, it's I, you political. Get it. I mean, it just says yeah. you get it. It's political, and you know, like, I I love the city of Cleveland. They've been so good to me, and they're yeah. It's, it's a really, really, really nice town. Yeah. It's just that. Oh, that, we've we've uh, ransacked Cleveland a handful of times. Oh my god, we've given Cleveland our best. Didn't Blue get lost there in Cleveland? We left them. That ain't hard. Uh, that yeah. doesn't really narrow down the cities. But <laughs> yeah, it uh, we're going to go there uh, this April. We are. Yeah, that's right. We are. Are you going to be able to come I see think a show? we're in. Work out? I think we're in. We leave for, I think we leave for Boston or New York the day before or the okay. day after. I'm trying to remember. Do you remember what it was? It was like right around then. Because we're, we, we're in New York, I think, when you guys are in New York, too. I think. I think. Have to come, right after Cleveland. We'll oh, yeah. Come see that one. Absolutely. Let me, right. Maybe get. Drink a few uh, adult beverages, you know, Mike, depending, you know, depending you know, on the rotation. You know, uh, you know Cleveland's going to be my birthday that night. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Sorry for Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good I'd one. I'd love a video of Blue and like Barley House or something. Like oh, we've, would... Barley House has seen us for sure. They've, oh, they've seen gosh. all of us. Oh, my god! They've seen all of us. Barley House is really the spot out there. I mean, it's just not like it's... Uh, it's not a ton. No, to... I mean, you have like, you know, they have some rooftop bars and stuff like yeah. that. But as far as like, there's only like two, like... Two, three places. I mean, there's a like Forward Hospitality Group does all their stuff mm. over there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kipnis and his boys and stuff. Like, you know, they when I first mm-hmm. was there, like, put you on the spots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's just such a sports town. Like, you kind of forget about like people don't realize Cleveland like really is a sports town. Like, it is. Yeah, they'll you know I have a bad game, they'll motherfuck me to death walking yeah. the field. But like at the same time, like you got to appreciate how much they love. Do you walk to the field? Sports. I did in 2020. I lived right across the street. You suck, Alan! <laughs> oh throws a slurpee God, at you. Dude. Oh, my gosh. There's booze in the background, fireworks. Everyone's booing. It hasn't ever been that bad. The only time it was that bad was, was San Diego, walking out of Dodger Stadium. I, got, I wore dipping dots on my suit. Yeah. Sometimes you got to wear some dipping dots. It was worth it. It was a cool yeah. story. But, yeah, I love Cleveland. At I least just, it was dipping dots. Probably just yeah, balls, just like, roll them off. Bounce right off you. Just... You know, Gosh. better than a shake or a beer bottle or something like that. God, yeah. bless. I don't know. But. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the sports fans. You guys are just fucking nuts. But shout out to you. Oh, um, man. But yeah, man, great conversation. I'm, I'm excited to watch. Uh, I don't watch a lot of sports, to be honest. It's ironic. But um, obviously, to keep up with my boys, and it's been great yeah. to get to know you. We've had some good times. Old towns. Oh, yeah. We've had a few. I think my, my birthday night was a fucking extravaganza, obviously. Hey, that's, when I, that's when I first met you. So uh, birthday yeah. night was You're mine. probably like, this guy's. 
Nice. No, like he was. I was. I was honestly more impressed that like because like seeing Graham when I had first got there, like Graham was on another planet. Yeah, yeah. I'm able. I'm able to. I'm able to put my fucking hat. You know, like I'm able to but, gather like, myself. Like, 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 Chill But like, it wasn't until I saw you like deep throwing a bottle of voo standing on a couch. <laughs> right, easy on the deep throw. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Crushing, was it chug bud? Crushing. Or no, was a bottle of it was a, a big bottle of voo. As soon as we got to, I think it was Bevy. Yeah. And but you were standing on like couch cushions where like. They were like the makeshift. They did that outdoor. So I had pretty thing. good balance. Yeah, like for like for like the time now it was, it was unbelievable. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, we're all like, look at him, man. I don't I'm know. Still how. an athlete, you know? Oh my gosh! Like still it was, it was unbelievable. I was like, oh well, you know. Yeah, you like, saw, you this saw. Guy gets, this guy gets after it. It was like, a great introduction to me. It was, it was impressive. Not many people get to see that. It's not very often. But. It's not very often. Yeah, that was a real one. That was oh a real one. God, I mean, this place awesome. has been great. Old Town's been awesome. Obviously, it's own beast, but Scottsdale in general, Arizona, I fucking love. Just have everything here, man. Yeah, I would love. I'd love to have a place here permanently. I mean, I'm, I'm on a legendary house house run here. I think this is like my fifth house, which has been fucking. We're nomads right now. You you know that I've told you this, right? Yes. Yeah. We're nomadic completely, but I assume we're gonna settle in Nashville for a bit. I don't know. Who knows? You never know. But we'll definitely be spending some time. I'm gonna be here for the open. Are you gonna be around for the open? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like we're still. You guys all gotta come. Um, I'm playing. Uh, I'm doing hi-fi on the Thursday. Oh, that would be so sick. Yeah, you yeah. guys come by, and then Friday I'm gonna go to the open, and then I'll probably skip town. Yeah, if we're I, doing Friday. We're. I mean, if you, I feel bad for them. See, whoever sees me on Sunday. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm starting on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be well, we'll be here for that, and then. Well, we're locked out right now. Like, I can't talk to anybody with the team. We're still in a lockout. Oh, shit. We have I, I totally forget about that. I just, like, we don't even know. Spring starting on time, whatever. We just had our first meetings, like the owners and the union did. So Yeah. I don't know. I mean, as of now, we'll be here. But no. Yeah. If not, you guys just come on tour. You check it out, you know? You never become know. Become a touring musician yourself. Maybe give you an opening set. Looks uh, like a country guy a little that'd bit. That'd be sick. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good, good head of lettuce. It's a good start. We can try it. We can start. Yeah. But we'll cheers, bro. Shot. Great times. Thank you yeah. for coming through, man. Great conversation. Absolutely.